Hi, I'm Carmen. I'm a fellow ADHDer. I'm a certified ADHD life coach, and I'm also a teacher, and I'm the host of this podcast, Authentically ADHD. I created this podcast in order to help me reach my goal of helping as many ADHDers as I can to thrive instead of just survive. Are you ready to jump in? Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Authentically ADHD with me, your host, Carmen. I am an early childhood special education teacher. I'm a certified life and ADHD coach, and I am a podcaster. I love to educate people on the latest research about ADHD because, frankly, there's just not enough out there. And we dive into topics that aren't really talked about a lot. And today, we are talking about do you think that you might have ADHD? We are going to go into what it looks like, why it gets misdiagnosed, and ways to cope. I can't wait to dive into this episode with you. So let's get started. Hi, friend. How are you? Welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome to the tribe. Do you think that you might possibly have ADHD? I remember feeling like this. And um, when I did, it was just one of those very aha things. TikTok was not a huge thing. So no, that's not how I learned that I had ADHD or how I started maybe questioning the fact that I had ADHD. My best friend actually asked me um, if I had ever been tested for it because she had it and we never really talked about it. And when she started listing some of the symptoms and signs, I was like, oh my gosh, I think I might have that, whatever that is. And then I went through a three-year journey of going to doctors and trying to get diagnosed, getting misdiagnosed, and it was it was a it was a journey um my adhd story is in one of the earlier podcasts so you are welcome to scroll back to that one i might even link it in the show notes if i remember but you know our working memory is not so great and i don't have a pen in my hand right now did you get diagnosed with adhd recently and you're trying to understand it better And or are you having a hard time explaining what ADHD is and how it affects you to certain people, maybe your loved ones or people you work with? If so, this episode is for you. If you are a loved one with that has, you know, somebody in their life that has ADHD and you are neurotypical, this episode is also for you. It's also for my longtime listeners if you just need a refresher on what ADHD is. Now, you can even share this episode with a loved one to help you explain ADHD and how it affects every single part of our lives. So, what is ADHD? Let's jump in. First of all, I want to clarify that ADD is an outdated term. I still hear and see people refer to the inattentive type 
of ADHD as ADD. ADD, so ADHD without the H, so people think that that means, you know, AD, that ADD means the, inten the inattentive presentation of ADHD. Now, I will go into the three presentations of ADHD, but just because you don't necessarily exhibit hyperactivity, like you're not hy a hyper person, that doesn't mean that the H just goes away. As adults, we tend to internalize it. Again, I will go into this more, but I wanted to touch on that fact because even what we call it never fits. That's because attention deficit hyperactivity disorder does not truly describe ADHD at all. We don't have a deficit of attention. There's no disorder in our hyperactivity. The disorder is the regulation. We have no regulation. It's just all over the place. Think of a ping pong machine. Our brains, literally, the thoughts in our brains, think about a pinball machine with like 17 of those little metal balls in there. Now put 10 kids in the room, put the music on full blast and get those pinballs moving. That pinball machine is our brain. The outside of the pinball machine, that's how it feels to have ADHD. Your thoughts are those pinballs going all over the place. And I'm talking unmedicated, untreated. Your thoughts are going all over the place while everything around you seems amplified and it seems like you can't, you can't get anywhere. The name sucks and it's not going to change. So let's learn what it truly means. ADHD is a neuro, neurodevelopmental disorder that has way more to do with being hyper or being able to pay attention. Does attention have to do with it? Yes. Are all these things factors that play a role? Yes. But ADHD is not taken as seriously as it really is. ADHD can affect every single part of a person's life, depending on how severe their symptoms are and what presentation your ADHD is. It can impact your home life, your work life, your organization, your relationships, your self-worth, your ability to move forward in life, and it can even impact the time it takes you to get something done, to remember important items, appointments, and so, so much more. The reason we struggle with these skills is because we have low levels of dopamine in our brain, okay? Which is like, it's our motivation and reward and it's how we self-direct ourselves. This is all located on our prefrontal cortex. I'm going to be referring to this as the PFC because prefrontal cortex is really hard to say over and over again. So the PFC is where the basis for all the, our interpersonal skills are developed. It's the last part of the brain to develop. It contains planning, time management, social skills, impulse control, emotional regulation, metacognition, cognitive flexibility, attention, working memory, and the thoughts of organization are all formed there. Not only is the, the last part of the brain to develop in humans, it doesn't fully develop until we're in our 20s. And that's for neurotypical brains around the age of 25 at the time you can rent a car. 
Now, we as ADHDers, in our brains, we have less norepinephrine, we have less transmitters, and our transmitters are kind of lazy up there, making for an underdeveloped executive function system in our PFC up in our brain. Before I go trying to tell me everyone forgets stuff, etc., etc., I want to make it clear that the symptoms have to impact you to a great deal, causing negative outcomes in your life for six months or longer. You forget your keys once a week or a couple times, then you don't you don't really have ADHD. If you're just kind of messy, but you're pretty good at the rest of the stuff, you're probably just a little bit, you know, unorganized or forgetful. But if you lose your keys and other important things daily or multiple times in the day and then become so frustrated you emotionally explode at whoever is there, that's the difference. And you do that repeatedly. That's the big difference. It's not that we have different personality traits. It's not that we're lazy, that we don't want to do things or that we're not motivated. Our brain is literally structured differently. And in most cases, our prefrontal cortex is all underdeveloped. So there are three different presentations of ADHD. Now, it presents itself on a full spectrum of severity. So one person who has ADHD doesn't look just one way. It's a spectrum disorder that impacts the way our brains develop. Some of us have a really hard time organizing while being pretty good in relationships while another person with ADHD may not necessarily struggle with organization that much, but they may be very impulsive, distractible, and or struggle with sensory input. Meanwhile, hyperactive ADHD is still a thing. This is one of the many, many reasons why there are so many misconceptions about ADHD, why it gets misdiagnosed, and how it truly impacts our lives. When a person has ADHD, they fall under one of the three main presentations, meaning three different ways that ADHD can present itself in people. Now, remember, under these three presentations, there's a whole spectrum of symptoms that can range in severity, meaning if you see one person with ADHD, you've only seen one person with ADHD, okay? Like, I really don't want to put an explicit rating on this one, but I'm really trying to keep my cool because the misconceptions of ADHD have been going on for so long that some people don't get diagnosed. Like, some women don't get diagnosed until they're in their 50s. I had to wait until I was 24. That meant I went through school, my entire school system, almost without treatment or even knowing that something was, like that my brain was different. I used to wonder all the time, what's wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Why does it seem like it's so easy for everybody else to just live life? But for me, it seemed like I was treading through water. I'm not kidding. It felt like my pencil was a million pounds when it was time to do my math homework. When it was time to clean my room, It was like the most dreaded thing in the world because I had let things pile up so bad that it was just, it was just overwhelming and nobody really knew that anything was quote unquote wrong with my brain. There was nothing wrong with it. I was just different, not less. 
Hi friend, could you do me a huge favor? If you're not already, could you scroll up to the top of your podcast app and click that follow button and possibly give me a rating and if you could, a review? It would mean so much to me and my goal to get as much information out to the people with ADHD as possible. I appreciate you so much for listening. Thank you and let's get back to the show. Hey listener, if you're looking for a little bit more in setting and reaching your goals or any other part of my podcast, you have two options below. You can join Focused and we both get a credit to our account, or you can sign up for a free 30-minute coaching call with me in the second link. Do either one if you feel like you want more support in these areas. Thanks. Talk to you soon. So I want you to keep that in mind as I go over the three different presentations. So first is primarily inattentive presentation. This is a more easily distracted daydream type ADHD. It's hard to pay attention to detail, usually disorganized, hard time following through, hard time paying attention to detail or following directions, has a hard time with following directions on a map, may get in car accidents from being distracted, like very easily distractible. Now, hyperactivity in inattentive type usually is internal, meaning your thoughts are racing or you might do something that's not necessarily hyper, like twirl your hair, tap your foot, click a pen. I don't know. Think of something that you do that's repetitive and that's your hyperactivity right there. That's what it is. The second presentation is primarily hyperactive impulsive, which is the classic ADHD on the go, acts before thinking, talks excessively, has trouble staying on task, has emotional explosions, and has a hard time following through and paying attention to detail because regulation is an issue. So this one still exists. Combination presentation. This one is the most common because most people show symptoms from both categories, meaning most people have ADHD combination type. That's the type that I personally have. Now, these three presentations can show up in various ways and at various levels. This can look like daydreaming, mood fluctuation, the feeling of overwhelm a lot, It's also responsible for the lack of awareness of time, the lack of self-awareness, being resistant to organize and plan and prioritize. It may be hard to start a task, or you may start several and never finish any of them. Um, You may have a hard time prioritizing what thing you should do first. You may get stuck in ADHD paralysis. ADHD impacts relationships, the ability to make and keep friends, to communicate effectively, and to regulate your emotions so you don't throw them at other people. 
So this can affect you in your personal life with your intimate relationships at your job and just like through daily interactions at the grocery store and at the post office or wherever it is that you go. ADHDers have less tolerance. We have less tolerance for frustration, big emotions. And so we can get really overwhelmed really fast, really easily. And also our working memory really sucks. So half the time we can't remember the details of events. So recalling the information correctly is incredibly difficult and can sometimes come off as if we are lying or being narcissistic, which really, really irritates me because it's just, it's literally that we cannot remember. This is also what makes ADHDers more susceptible to falling into unhealthy relationships. That is a whole nother episode. Hearing all of these things makes it very understandable to see why ADHD gets misdiagnosed as depression disorder, bipolar disorder, OCD, or uh, anxiety, and these all these other things. And people with ADHD get a bad reputation because of our deficiencies and the negative outcomes of our symptoms. It makes us look lazy. We make careless mistakes. We don't pay attention to the details. And daily, we probably struggle with simple transitions in our day, situations that make us feel and then take action that we're not proud of. You may struggle with shopping impulsively. You may struggle with external stimuli that overwhelm your sensory brain. I mean, the things that I've just listed are, are negative outcomes that happen due to symptoms of ADHD. And this can sometimes be so bad it impacts your ability to stay in relationships, keep jobs, pay the bills you need to pay. And overall, it affects your our quality of life. It really does. Uh, people with ADHD, we have a hyperactive nervous systems. This is why we are so sensitive. This is why remembering things is hard. But the thing about it is, here's the positives of having ADHD. We are very creative. We are super good in an emergency, like awesome in a crisis. We, for some reason, when that cortisol and that stuff starts going and the norepinephrine just rushes to our brain, we are able to turn it into dopamine motivation and solve like big, dangerous problems, emergencies. Um, but then, you know, we go back to regular life and we forgot like how to make spaghetti. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. But this is literally what it feels like sometimes. So the other thing about ADHDers is that we are idea machines. Like I said, we come up with a lot of projects and then we like to, you know, we don't always finish them all, but usually they start off as really good ideas. And if they're just crafted correctly, they can be made into awesome things. People with ADHD also have big hearts. We're very empathetic. We love hard and we're super caring and affectionate. We give all of ourselves even when we shouldn't sometimes. Um, the, I'm going to list off the seven habits of successful, of successful things that ADHDers do. Um, this is from driven to distraction. Number one, do what you're good at. Number two, delegate what you are bad at. Number three, connect your energy to a creative outlet. 
Number four, get well enough organized to achieve your goals. Now, see what it said there? Get well enough organized to achieve your goals, not perfectly. Number five, do not be afraid to ask for advice or help from trusted people. Number six, make sure you stay connected to your close friends. Number seven, go with your positive side. All we're trying to do here is live a good life, okay? And for ADHDers, sometimes it's a little bit harder. But we can do it with help, with support, with love, with validation, with community. So just keep that in mind. If you're an ADHDer yourself or you're you know, your loved one has ADHD. Be kind to them. Give them some compassion because I can guarantee you they're not giving themselves enough. We all need to give ourselves a little bit more grace and a little bit more compassion. That's all I have for you this week, my friends. Stay authentic and we will talk soon.